Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Survive HR. I hope you guys are doing so well. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Kelly Shive. Hey Steve. Hi Kelly, how you doing today? Good. Do you think people know us by now? Like, do you think we still have to introduce ourselves? I think I think we're known around the world, and uh, you know, it's like <laughs> we only need to go by first name. You know, like I share Madonna. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, first names are all that's required. All right, all right. Well, Steve, I've been I've been thinking. Oh, well, don't 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 do that, Kelly, because that's never a hurt myself. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt myself. Um, so, Steve, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about why it is that I went into HR. And I went, I started to think about why it is that most people somehow end up in HR. And it reminded me of a video that you shared with me when I was your employee working um, at a to be not named company. Um, and I, you shared it with the entire HR team and I thought it was really adorable. I actually shared it with my HR team today. Um, and I'll share it with our listeners. So guys, we're doing this via Zoom, we're not together, there's coronavirus, so bear with us as we're dealing with technical issues, but I hope you guys can hear this and um, hopefully it'll make you laugh a little bit. So here goes nothing. See, technical issues already. Hang on, hang on y'all, all right. Be blamed for computer errors, banking errors, errors, and be outsourced to the latest and greatest payroll provider. I want to be an HR manager. Spend months researching new performance management systems, applicant tracking systems, succession planning systems. Only to be told, I'm no budget. When I grow up, I want to be a recruiter and offer jobs kids half my age. With half my experience. But twice my salary. I want to be a hiring manager. And tell my team to hire A player on a B budget. Be buried under paperwork. And personally computer I hate. When I grow up, I want to be a benefits administrator so I can magically increase coverage. While decreasing costs. And watching my kids overbite get worse by the day. I want to be a leadership coach. And build leadership bench strength. To prepare my company for tomorrow. When there's no one in the leadership pipeline. And no one that wants to be. I want to be an HR generalist. And hand the company my soul. My dignity. My vacation time. All for a measly $200 Christmas bonus. When I grow up, I want to be a corporate trainer and spend days in flea bag motels, playing team building games with grown men and women who would clearly rather be at their desks surfing the net. I want to be the VP of HR and pretend I have a seat at the executive table. I admire the CEO's new company on my way to to the organization's most valuable assets. Rediscover what you love about HR at HR.com. I grow up on HR. 
All right. Well, I'm hoping you guys could hear at least part of that because I just think it's so funny um, and in parts really truthful. I got to watch Steve's face as he was watching that video. I think you found it amusing. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I always found find that amusing. And Kelly, just for the listeners, they can find that on YouTube, right? And what's the yep. title? They can find it on YouTube. It's uh, just YouTube. When I grow up, I want to be an HR. Yeah, I remember seeing that year, uh, years ago. And, and, you know, it's funny. It's, it's a lot of it is funny, but at the same time, a lot of it's true. Yeah. It does make you think, you know, why, why did you go into HR? Why would yeah, you and I, don't you always hear, don't you always hear the, um, like the worst thing I always, like the worst thing I hear all the time and I hear it all the time is like, I really like, people. I want to be an HR. I'm like, hey, don't Kelly, go into HR if you like people. Kelly, you know what I always tell people? I like people. Me that? I always say, uh, when they, they and that's, because that's the, that's the answer you get most of the time when people say they want to go into HR and you ask them why this. And I always say, well, you won't for very long once you go to HR. <laughs> that's terrible. I still like people. Um, I like people. I love our employees. So, I mean, I think, I think the reason that we're doing this podcast is really one partially because I think it's funny. And I think that there are so many different HR professionals can take and so many different paths in HR that you can take that really come with the not so pretty parts. And then there are other parts that are just super rewarding as well. Um, but I guess to the audience and to the listeners, why did you join HR? So let me ask you that question, Steve. Why did you join HR? Well, you know, that's a really good question. Sometimes I ask myself that. Why did I go into HR? You know, it, it, I wanted to be an investment banker in, in college. I was a finance and economics double major with a minor in real estate. And, you know, when I got out of college, honestly, the, uh, I, I did a co-op. I co-opted with the National Labor Relations Board. And when I got out of college, the economy wasn't that good. I was offered a job at one of the banks, and I actually turned it down and decided to go up to Washington and, and Baltimore area and work for the National Labor Relations Board. And so it's from that point, you know, I was already in kind of the employment field, working in a highly specialized area. And you know, I, I had a competency. So I, I got offered a job at Michelin a few years later, about seven years later, and went down there. And it's in at Michelin, I was an, an attorney, uh, started my career as a, a labor and employment attorney, and I rose pretty quickly. And, the, and within a year or so, I was the assistant general counsel of the company and had a lot of responsibility. But the people that I worked with, and, and that's, of course, an HR-centric company. It uh, is less it's maybe not as much so today as it was back then, but it was very HR centric. And so I saw a lot of people in HR and from a big picture perspective, I could see the impact that HR could really have on an organization and the success of an organization. And I really respected the people that filled those HR positions. And I kind of aspired to be like them and and uh that's really why i went into hr is because i saw the value of it which many companies quite frankly and from the video clip you know it's it's clear that a lot of companies don't really realize the value that hr brings to the organization if it's done well yeah no i agree with you i think that most people don't realize the value 
even even HR centric organizations, quite frankly, I don't think and we've had conversations with other people on this podcast about the million directions that your brain has to go in all the time. So Steve, let's talk about why you shouldn't go into HR. Right. So I think that that's an even more fascinating question. Why shouldn't you go into HR? What are your thoughts on that? I obviously have a million thoughts on that. Well, one of the things is you if you, you shouldn't go into HR if you need to be have your ego stroked every day because <laughs> I can tell you right now. No one's ever going to say anything nice to you. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a pretty, I've said this to you, you know, you probably recall, I mean, it's, it's a generally a thankless job. You have to find your gratification from within yourself most days because why people within a company expect it to everything to go well it's only they kind of recognize hr when things don't go well or when there's a problem and then that's you know it's hr is is made a mess of this or whatever but it's it's really your gratification has to come from within so if you've got a big ego that needs to be uh you know to be uh, uh gratified every day don't go into hr yeah. So I want to add one. Don't go into HR if you're unwilling to deal with predictable. With what with not not predictable rather. So HR is just I, I always think about my husband, right? So my husband is an engineer and he's working kind of in the space of predictability, right? So like try there's trial and error obviously associated, but but you want to talk about messy? Let's throw people in the mix, right? Never the same, never the same issues. I've said one time in my career, one time, one stupid time, I think I said, I think, I think I'm bored. I've never said that again, ever. And I feel like it was probably like my first week at my first job. I've never said that again. You, in order to be in HR, you have to be able to switch your brain from mundane administration to like intense, almost life-saving within a minute and 14 times a day. Yeah, and that's, or 30 times a day or a hundred times a day. Yeah. And that's one of the great things actually that I like about HR is that if you're, if you're going to be good in HR and if you are good, you have, your mind is, is, is nothing is necessarily fixed. There's always changing and you have to look at the big picture and understand how everything fits together um, and how you can use HR to the advantages of the organization. And that's, that's challenging and fun and, re and rewarding at the same time. Yeah, no, I, look, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's the greatest profession in the entire world. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this profession, partially because I will tell you, HR professionals don't get a good rep. Okay, we don't get a good rep. I um, I dated this guy one time, and I hope he listens to this podcast because I dated this this guy one time, and he I remember his father told me those that can't do teach, and those that can't teach do HR. Wow. And it was almost like a like underest there there was a shirt I saw the other day that my friend snapped a picture of and sent it to me and it said like underestimate me that'll be fun yes and it was it was almost one of those moments where I was like oh yeah 
Okay, we'll see. We'll see about that. And I've been I've been reasonably successful in my career. I've had ups and downs in my career, but like this is it's one of the most diverse professions in terms of the level of complexity of work you're going to work on. Um, especially at different levels of, especially at different levels of human resources. Like you're never, unless you're, unless you're just starting out the level of complexity and all of the things you need to know and manage through, um, is intense, intense all the time. And that is fun. It's so fun. Um, I love it. I like to consider an HR person who's successful as an HR person who has sticky fingers. I always describe myself as a person who has sticky fingers. I don't like to be in one place very long. Not a company. I like to be at companies for long periods of time, but I don't like to be just touching one thing for very long. I want to have my hands in a lot of different places. So my fingers are sticky and they stick to everything. And I think that's almost the way you need to be in HR. You can't like just one task. If you think you're going to do just one task in HR, don't go into it. Don't go into it because you will be wildly um, disappointed in your career. Well, I, I agree. And I think you have to be a, a, a really a kind of creative and a self-starter to really have a great career too, because you can't wait around and have and wait for somebody to tell you what needs to be done. You have to be ahead, thinking ahead and see kind of having a vision for what's going on, what's next, what's coming. And those are the best HR people because they anticipate and they can make the changes. You know, I was thinking about uh, this today um, and I have lost count. I used to keep up and uh, I have no clue now, but from the time I got into um, my career, uh, which was about four years after ERISA was passed, believe it or not. So that's a long time ago. Um, how many laws, actually new laws, have come into place since, you know, that time? And I, I lost count at about 16 or 17 brand new laws that, that weren't in existence. So the thing is, to go to your point, an HR manager has to be extremely capable, agile. They have to understand and learn all the time because things constantly change. I mean, even when you're, you know, if you're just talking in the law community, there's things about the laws that change, there are new laws that change. I mean, we've seen it with the coronavirus. Look at all the, the laws that have been passed on yeah. us, coronavirus, and, and the HR folks are having to take that information, assimilate it, apply it, and do it very, very quickly, which, uh, you know, I, I think is a commendable thing. And it's almost like the, it's hazardous, uh, uh, you know, not hazardous duty pay, but I mean, companies should realize, and I think a lot of them do, how much their HR people have actually contributed to their success during this period of time. Oh my goodness. I, I could not do this without my HR team. Goodness gracious. They are like a remarkable group of, uh, group of individuals. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about when I thought about this podcast was, you know, I'm, I have five kids, right? So like kids are always on my mind. So I was like, you know how the, you know how they always say like kids don't come with manuals, right? right? And you know parents are always whining. They're like, oh, they just let you take this kid home from the hospital. And they don't come with like an instruction manual. You're supposed to just raise them. Well, guess what? Adults don't come with instruction manuals either. And everybody's everybody's in a different place, right? And HR professionals have to pivot all the time to meet people where they are in the different circumstances that they are. And you'll never, 
every circumstance is different. You'll never see the same thing twice. And that's one of the most interesting things about HR, but it isn't as simple as, um, it isn't as simple as like going to the SHRM website and being like, oh, how do I deal with this situation? Like I had a situation at another company where I remember calling my IT team and saying like, I just want you to know that, um, I'm researching some things on the computer that may flag something like may flag one of your like sensors. And I remember the IT person saying, what are you researching? I was like, I'm looking up different ways to torture people. <laughs> and he was like, what, why are you doing that? And I was like, well, you see, I have an issue with an employee and torture and this and that and the other thing. And like, like, you know, you go from a situation where you're like researching whether or not something is human torture <laughs> to a situation where you're like filling out a form for someone so they can get a prescription. And it's that level of pivot that you have to be able to do and then check it at the end of the day and go home and live the rest of your life. Yeah. And let me, let me make a, give people a tip here. Um, HR professionals, a tip, you know, every time you know, that people have something, it's quite normal, you know, you go and kind of see, okay, what are best practices? What are, what are other companies doing? And I always, that's, that's okay. That's great. But I think every company is just like a person. I mean, they're somewhat unique. They have a different cultures. And so I always tell people don't do necessarily what other companies are doing. Think about what's right for your organization. And that could be the same thing that another company is doing. It could be a completely different thing. It could be some combination of things, but think about what's right for your culture, your company, your situation at that particular point yeah. in the time. Yeah. And it doesn't come and there isn't a, there isn't a book that comes with it to tell you how, right? There's no how to guide for this. And you know, the um, biggest lie that people tell themselves in HR, or, or, the, or I think it's, it's kind of funny uh, I've, I've made this mistake uh, several times in my career because I'm, and I'm always proved wrong, like the very next day or maybe the next hour. And I've, I've, <laughs> I've said a couple of times, you know, Hey, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Those are famous last HR words, right? Like I've seen it all. I did make a comment the other day about how like, you know, this stuff just kind of recycles itself. And I'm like, yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> that was a stupid comment because good golly, like it doesn't, it's HR is, HR is just a cool profession. Um, it's got a good, bad, and ugly. I made a statement when I was 22 and just joining the HR profession. Um, and I, and I stand by this statement many, many, many years later um, and it said, I said, when I stop caring about the people that I'm serving, I'm going to stop being in HR. Steve, you've heard me say this before. Yep. Um, and I'm still in HR, so I still care. But I do think that there is something um, remarkable about the HR profession. And these are people who are willing to kind of walk with you through a, a journey, an employment journey that is a place where you're spending more time than with your family, more time than with your loved ones and complicated, messy situations, um, working hard, taxing bodies, taxing brains. And there's like a group of people who are like willing to walk 
through that with you. And I just think that that's a remarkable, like that's a remarkable profession of pretty much caring and oftentimes very selfless people um, who are willing to put serving others at the forefront of their careers. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, you know, when, when we joke about the people and I, I know I made the joke earlier about, you know, if you like people, you won't very long after you get in HR, but really we do care about people. We are empathetic towards people and we, we, we want to help people. I mean, that is a thing. I, I get, a, I get a, a, you know, a fulfillment and a joy out of helping other people. I will say, though, that one of the things that kind of concerns me about the direction of HR today is that obviously we've got new technology, new, new uh, systems and things that can help us. And what I worry about is that we lose the personal contact yeah. because of those systems. And I think people within the organizations really need personal contact. So HR needs to remember that and figure out ways to have that one-on-one, -on -one, the interaction with the people, because it really is truly important to the people themselves and important to the culture of the company. I couldn't agree more with that. That's actually why I'm pretty much adverse to the concept of outsourced HR, unless there's a human associated with it. Um, so I, I couldn't agree more with that. Well, anyway, this was fun. I wanted to talk about, you know, when you grow up, you want to be in HR and why on earth people would want to join this profession. Um, and I feel like we've either scared you or you're now getting your degree in HR to come join, to join the team. Well, thanks so much, Steve, for hanging out with me. Yeah, you know, Kelly, it's uh, just as, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious from this or from uh, this podcast that we do, the series that we do, but you know, HR is not for the faint of heart. I mean, HR is a hard profession. So it's not one of those deals where you get into it because, hey, this HR is easy. It's just, you know, doing this or that, whatever they say. I mean, it's a difficult, thankless, most of the time position. So uh, you've got to be a strong person and really a competent, good um, and confident person to come into this profession. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Well, HR folks listening to us, thank you for uh, thank you for doing what you do, and, uh, and for those that uh, may want to join may jo may want to join the ranks. Uh, I hope this podcast has, has convinced you one way or the other. Yeah, and Kelly, it's always fun to be with you. I, I hope sometime we can get back together in person after COVID. But um, I do want to thank Hainsworth Sinclair Boyd, who are our sponsors. They you know we couldn't do it without them. We thank uh, them greatly, and we look forward to having them on a show in a not too distant future. Yeah, they're our employment law firm that keeps HR out of trouble. <laughs> Thanks so much, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Bye, y'all.